then it, but then he would get he would go tree happy. Listening to Geek vs. Geek, please visit our Facebook page for donation recommendations and other ways you can contribute to the show. Look us up, Geek vs. Geek, on Facebook. Thank you. You're listening to Geek vs. Geek, episode number 31. 32. 30, damn. <laughs> See, you started. <laughs> 32. Okay. okay. I'm Bug. I'm Geo. And uh, welcome to. Another episode of this fine, fine program. Yeah, so let's so get you were right. you right, you wanted to jump right into King Etch a sketch. Yes. Well what you got going on? I try I tried to find like an article or something to go with this. Mm. And I mean because I got this off of Fox News. I was watching my dad has this stuff on twenty four seven, so you can't avoid this crap. I don't oh, yeah. know why. Yeah. Um but uh apparently mm-hmm. um resident biden as you like to call him yeah resident biden thinks it is that uh government workers should voluntarily leave their jobs to go to the border and clean and help clean up okay. do menial do menial labor for for okay. um for illegal aliens, you know, clean their house, help clean their houses, and all this kind of shit. Voluntarily, they're not even supposed to be here. Exactly. He, he doesn't. Okay. 
Why are and, we and, even and listening to anything to, he says? And to top it all, and to top it all off, he want he they even went to the defense department and trying to get people in the military to do this shit. Oh, well, that is a problem. That is a problem. I mean, what the hell is going on? Uh, does, does anybody we, know? We have the wrong people in charge right now. They they didn't get there based on the will of the people, and they're doing for themselves and not the people. And uh, that's that's what's going on. I uh, I personally unplugged from politics right now due to things that uh, have taken center stage in our personal life right now, which we both agree not to talk about publicly. Correct. Uh, but um, that's really what's piqued my interest right now. I'm like, forget everything else. This, you know, this is what I'm focused on, and uh, so I haven't really paying any attention to that i'm trying to get other things going on you know um goals met goals made you know what i mean and um i have to say uh like i said i we, we don't want to say too much publicly but you and i are are we're in good standing right now i think mm-hmm. and uh the show needs some help but um other than that we just keep doing what we're gonna do um in fact if folks don't start listening to this show i don't know what we're gonna do uh because it's 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 a lot of work a lot of effort um we're up late tonight getting this done and uh well, I just like I, mean, I like to feel that it's a rewarding endeavor, you know. Mm-hmm. That that somebody appreciates it. I know we do it because we want to do it, and that's the whole reason I'm doing it now, be honest about it. But since there are a few listeners, they must be getting something out of it. We got we got a new we got new people from Costa Rica. We got new people from I, I think I mentioned United Kingdom already. Mm-hmm. Um, about half the states we have one listener in about half the states now. So, um, and all over the world, people are listening, but they're small numbers. We're not like, you know, any episode. We're lucky to get ten or fifteen listeners. You know. Yeah, That's, and you can't even do you can't even do subscriptions. I've been looking into the face bag uh, <clears throat> options. You can't even do subscriptions until you have over. I think it's like 50k subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, not that I would ever do that, but I, I looked into it. I'm like, eh, that's that's like YouTube numbers right there. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get there eventually, I think. But man, it's just it's taking a while. And so, those that are listening, man, please just spread the word, spread the love. If you like it. Tell yeah, even, even if it's just something you just want to, you know, you'll get a good laugh out of this. These people are crazy. 
just yeah, we, we, yeah, we really don't care as long as you listen to the show and you get I something mean, just, out just of. Tell people, man. I mean, yeah, I'm, just I'm, turn it, and you may not like it, but if you know somebody that, that might be interested, or you know, uh, I know somebody there, and um, this is kind of cool. Somebody listens to us using their Alexa smart speaker, so that's pretty cool. I guess they're cleaning house while they listen to us chit chat back and forth, one another, <laughs> um, which is cool. I'm I'm okay with that. However, you get the show, um, and that's probably thanks to us being on the Amazon platform, uh, which is cool. I'm glad I set that up finally. Yeah, um, a lot of new people probably wonder, like, okay, geek versus geek. Is this like supposed to be? You know, do they talk about technology? What do they talk about? We're not thematic. That's the thing. We, yeah, we don't talk. There aren't. There isn't a specific topic. We, for those of you who are new, we talk about our experiences, our likes, us. our it's dislikes. Ba- you know, it's basically us just catching up for the week. It's like, hey man, how you doing? What's going on? You know, what do you think about this? And we just allow y'all to chime. You know, I, I say chime in, but. We just allow y'all to listen in, you know. Um, I mean, we would like for people to, to to give us food for thought, but that hasn't happened yet. So, but that's why we have uh, Facebook.com slash Geek vs. Geek people. Yeah, um, I posted um, some good reading material up, or movie material up there, I think. Yeah. I posted something up there. Yeah, you yeah. posted a couple of things. One was a, uh, uh, a guy... Um, it was, a, it was an article about some guy. I didn't get a chance to read it all. Um, and then I posted a few things um, related to one of our favorite comedians because it was very relevant to right what's going on. All I can say is Mr. Carlin was very right. Yeah, I you know it's hard for me to watch Carlin in his older years. He he seemed to have gotten very bitter about things, and, and rightfully so, but. It's hard to call him a comedian at that stage of his life because he just seemed angry. Well, there, there was, I mean, Sam Kinison was that way. Of course, he screamed everything. I oh, never, yeah. like, he was, was so <laughs> hilarious. He was so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And one of his ex-wives planted a gun in his bag, and he talked about that early mm-hmm. on. And, oh, my God, that shit was so funny. Yeah. I want you. I I haven't gotten even with you yet. Don't go. I haven't gotten revenge. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> it's like you felt his anger, man. We're, I've been there, man. I'm like, yeah. I, I mm. <sighs> Yeah, she sucked my dick a couple of times. Big deal. It was backstage. It was after the show. I promised I wasn't going to do it again. <laughs> Don't go. Okay, I'm going to be the best man I can be. We're going to. I haven't gotten even with you yet. <laughs> you fucking whore. <laughs> it's pardon my language, but Sam was very intense, man. Yeah, well. Um, um... Needless to say, folks, if uh, th- this we don't always 
we're not always appropriate for children. I mean, we grew up on Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy here, okay? So well, well, I didn't really, but yeah, I did. My and plus, my father was a coal miner, so I, nothing offends me. Um, <laughs> I remember um, one time we were at a church sale. Mm-hmm. We should go when I, you know, all the way up to I was like in my thirties, man. It was like a family thing to go. Go yard sale, and my dad never would go along. So it was me, my sister, my mom. So my dad decides he gets sick and tired of getting left every Saturday morning. So he's gonna he's gonna participate. You know, there might be some tools or something he can get in on. You know. So uh, we always hit up the estate sales and the church sales and stuff. And uh, you know, I found I was at this church sale. And I found this really cool Batman lunchbox. It was a soft box, man. It was black, and it had the old-school Michael Keaton Batman logo on it, you know. I said, oh, wow, this is really cool, man. So um, I picked it up. It was like a quarter. And I'm waiting in line to see how much it was. You know, I was going to buy it anyway, but I didn't know how much it was. Uh, Because I think I was... Struggling with change. I, didn't, I I think I had dollars, but I didn't have, like, change change. Mm-hmm. So my dad just kind of, he's done looked at everything. He's bored, so he's staying around talking to folks, man. So I see him over there standing next to the, the cashier's table talking to this old dude. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Dad made a friend. <laughs> And so I get up close to the table beside him when he's talking to this dude. And he's cussing and he's saying profanities and he's this, that, and have this and blah, blah, this. I'm like, oh, God, it's a church, Dad. Have you ever been in church? So I asked the lady. I said, oh, yeah, I was just, I'm going to buy this. But I, was, I was just curious to see how much it was. And she looked at it, and she goes, huh, I don't know. There's not a price on it. So she turns, and she goes, um, she goes, Pastor, how how much is this lunchbox? Well, couldn't find out. The old dude my dad was talking about was the pastor of the church, and he's 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 saying all this stuff. And he looked at it, and he was like, ah, quarter. I was like, all right. So I, you know, I get a dollar out of my wallet, 75 cents back. And I just ease out the fucking church. I'm like, I don't know that dude. I'm not leaving with him. <laughs> My mom and sister, they're still looking around and everything. And uh, they get to the car and we're waiting on my dad. And they're like, well, wh- why'd you disappear? I was like, yeah, my dad, dad was in there talking to the pastor of the church, man. And he was like, he was being dad. <laughs> I eased out here, you know. And we, and we pointed it out to him, believe me. <laughs> to which he did not care at all. So he's a person just like I am. Jesus, he's heard it. <laughs> like, this is true, Father, but this. You know, it's a pastor of a church for crying out loud, man. Come on, dude. Father, well, I don't cuss, I don't cuss that much, but I do have my moments. So, well, I think nothing it's like cu- that. 
I think it's cute when you curse, man. Yeah, for some for some reason, I do not understand <laughs> this. Somebody needs to explain this to me. Okay, I guess you I... have to. I guess you have to know me to understand for to, to get this. Yeah, but ever since I started working, people yeah. just find it utter utterly hilarious when I cuss. All my co- it's like, what's so funny? I mean, it's. It's just hilarious, man. It's like my dad when he when he's being my dad. It's just he's absolute. People think it's hilarious when I lose my temper, which just makes me even more mad. Well, yeah. Well, I've seen you lose your temper, and it's not. I've been in the room, folks. It's it's not pleasant. It's not funny. It's not designed to be pleasant. It's not designed to be. Fun. It's called well, losing your temper. Well, I mean, okay. I. I I will I will admit there was one time it was really funny, but <laughs> we'll I'll talk about that off the air. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know what well I mean I know. you know which time it was, but we won't get into that. No, I don't remember. I mean I lose my shit all the time, man. I mean it's hard for me to keep track. I mean, I have never seen the the official toothman I've never seen the toothman gene officially kick in. Yeah. And it's probably a good thing I haven't. That toothman gene, boy. I mean, I had to talk you down off a ledge the other day with your poor computer. <laughs> well, you weren't helping at all. And I know, but I was like, okay. And there's no reason for you to even have tried to help, which was well, annoying I didn't, want, I didn't want it to become a lawn sculpture, man. It was about to, god dang it. I mean, uh, best thing to do is just leave me alone. And I and I try to tell folks that. They don't want their head bitten off. Just leave me alone. I'll get through it, man. It's not my first rodeo. And then people feel the need to try to calm me down or tell me to go punch a tree or something like that. Or, or, um, <laughs> It's like that's not it. Just leave me to hell alone. Let let me get it out of my system. I'll calm down and then I'll figure it out, man. But aggravating me is not helping me get over it. It's not helping me at all, man. And I think that's with everybody. When they're angry, just leave them alone. I mean, it's the best thing you can do. You sit there and try to reason with somebody when they lost their temper. You're not going to do it. They're not in their right mind. Let them calm down and talk about it, man. If it's something to talk about, if it ain't like the deal with my computer, it was nothing to talk about. I mean, I mean, well, it's either going to get fixed or not, man. And after the fact, you had to have laughed at it because it was like it was relief more than anything. I mean, you know, I paid, I paid a lot of dollars for this little mohawk. I mean, you know, to do what we're doing right now, primarily. I mean, it was one of the main reasons I considered this machine. Um, you know, and I'm like, you know, for something just in which, you know, lesson learned. I've got I've got a sensor monitor on here now that tells me all my, all my statistical data, um, like voltages and all that good stuff. Um, so I could check on it. If anything goes obscure, because that's what it was. It was an electrical problem, man. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which I thought was a power supply, but no, it was the power cord shorted, which could have been a fire. Or as your mom says, I could have blowed the house up. <laughs> yeah, um, like the old, old Bill Cosby joke, you know, they, they send the kids down to stop, stop the father from, from doing stuff that he doesn't want to do anyway. They know they're going to, you know, you know, the mom is going to send the kid to do that. Like, will you go and see what your father's doing before he blows the house up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So there's that whole thing, you know. Yeah. So uh, what's been what's been going on in 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 anything caught your attention lately? Besides. Well, there's our personal stuff, which we won't go into. Yes, we will not. Well, you know, I don't. Even, it will be a long time before y'all hear anything about it. It might come out, but it, it won't be anytime soon. In fact, it may be years. Um, as far as I'm concerned, G, Gio may feel differently, but um, it's best just kept to ourselves. I, right I, do, I do not feel differently, and I will... It's just, uh, I mean, we want, I, we, I want to talk about it, but it's just not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. Um, I'm considering employment, um, at places that I don't want to really consider, but, you know, um, nobody's donating to the show, so I need some kind of income, um, which, uh, yeah. Well, I do have. Uh, I just recently finished watching a movie. I wish I, I wish I hadn't watched. No. Oh, I did watch a movie. Uh, okay, you're talking about Easy Rider. No, um, this is. I, I haven't gotten around to my. I have a backlog of movies, like as long as my arm. Probably about as long. I have list. I know there are people that do lists and stuff, and you know these are these are people that are anal retentive or something. Um, Just an anal retentive, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but it helps me keep track of. Like I use IMDb to as a reference to keep, point, yeah, for as a reference point to keep um, yeah. for movies. I have a list of books that I want to read. I have music that I want to have. I want to acquire. Um, because I'm an audiophile. Basically, I like to collect useless shit. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's not useful to anybody but me. Okay. And it's you know I've had debates in my family. Why do you have to have? Because it's important to me. Is it worth anything? No, except to me. <laughs> yeah. When, when I told my mom the financial value of my guitar collection, she finally quit. Judging me about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would have liked to have known what that conversation because I know your mom fairly well. Um, oh, my mom's always been very practical, and she doesn't like spending money frivolously, you know. And to, on the surface, me just buying guitars all over the place, it looks like I'm spending money frivolously. And I sat down with her and explained to her. Um, I think when I bought my Jeff Tweedy SG, which is now worth about $6,000, um, 
I showed it to her, and she was like, "Oh, that is just that's beautiful." You know, it's it's mystic blue, and it's got the natural neck on it and everything. You know, and it's based off of '61. It is a beautiful guitar because I've always wanted a Pelham Blue SG. Then along the lines of my hunt for that Pelham Blue SG, I discovered this, and and it's it's more than doubled its value since I bought it, which is cool because that's why I bought it. So I sat down, and she's like, "How much?" And she goes, "If you don't mind me asking, how much? You know, how much did that uh, did that cost? That looks really expensive." I'm on a low salary here, you know. I said, Mom, I'm, going, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I spent twenty five hundred dollars for this guitar. Um, she's like, Scott, that's a lot of money. I said, Yeah, but they only made two hundred of these. Maybe not even that many. And I explained to her what happened with with Jeff Tweedy. You know, um, he kind of went acoustic in the middle of this run. And Gibson offered him a signature acoustic guitar, and he really liked that. So, and they kind of discontinued this. There's some people say he didn't like these, which after owning one and playing one, I don't believe that story. I believe that you know he just went acoustic after Wilco kind of did their thing, and uh, an acoustic signature just kind of made more sense at that point. Because he wasn't playing electric guitar anymore. Regardless, they only wound up making 200 of these. Not even a full year. 2012, they made 200 of these. Maybe 190-something. And that's it. They're not bringing it back. They're not bringing that color back. It's Mystic Blue. It's a lighter version of Pelham Blue. Uh, <clears throat> it has a natural... It's, most SGs have the back of the neck body color painted. This one's not. It's natural. So it's just a really beautiful guitar. And I told my mom, I said, one day this thing is going to be worth a fortune. Uh, I said, you know, I could collect art. I, I know a lot about art. I appreciate art on some level, but I don't get art. It stays on the wall. If you look at it, you can't enjoy it. You know, it's like owning fish. I don't understand why people own fucking fish. It's like you drop food and they swim around real fast for me. It's, like it's, food. it's and then, probably the and, same principle. The same principle applies if you ever sit in front of a fire mm -hmm. and you just watch and you're just staring at the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And you, um, cause I've done this and I, so I can speak from experience about this. You're okay. just sitting there, you're just sitting there and you're, you're just staring at it. You're not yeah, doing, you're, you're just, you're just looking at it. And I guarantee getting, you getting high something, something about just, just sitting there you could do this. You could. It could be a campfire. It could be. I've done it with a fire, a, a simulated crackling fire on my computer. <laughs> um. Well, here's the thing. That that's as far as the fish tank goes. I had a really good back in the day when I when I had, and I might find another one for this Mac. But I had the fish tank simulator, um, screensaver. And it was really cool. It looked like real fish, man. You just sit there and watch the fake fish. It's no different. You don't have to change the tank. You don't have to clean anything. The fake fish were just as enjoying to watch as the real fish. It's just it's relaxing. It's a relaxing thing. It basically allows you to be zen. 
That's fine. I, I'm just, it's just it's not my world. So having art on the wall is not very zen to me. Having something on the wall I could take down and entertain myself with, maybe if I'm lucky, entertain others with. You know, like the intro to this show, I was able to do with um. Man, what guitar did I? <laughs> I mean, you. Are, we, uh, this is why we've Rick got. To, we, we've got to put. We've got to put up some kind of a. Which I'm working on it. I know it's not that difficult to put up a dead gun webpage. Okay, I get it, but. <laughs> um, I'm having issues. Speaking of which, but. Yeah, yeah I, I need go, to finish my thought. Go um, ahead. So anyway, um, so I, I equated to my mom and her sewing machines. I said, Mom, you got $20,000 sewing machines. I mean, you know, and you know why they're worth that much. You, you know, and I said, same deal with me. Except for, you know, it's it's like collecting art, but it's functional art, you know. And then... Uh, then I started as the prices started to go up on some of my instruments. I would tell her like, like the SG. I, the other day when I uh, there's a website called Reverb, um, and they allow you to um, have it enter in your instruments as a database, and they keep track of the appraisals. Especially if you bought the instrument off of Reverb, they they take that sale and say, okay, you paid this much. Here's how much it's selling for now. And uh, some of my instruments are so rare, like my ES-175, that they have they have no way of... Um, they could just say, well, you know, here's other ES-175s. It's not just like yours, but, you know, because mine has very specific specs to it that make it hard to appraise. It's a 2013. They stopped making them in 2016. All ES-175s are Memphis Custom Shop guitars. They're made in a Memphis factory in the Custom Shop. Um, black. Mine is a black guitar. That's a custom color, so it had to be special ordered black. Um, there's two custom colors, wine red and black. Wine red, I think, is even more rare than the black. Um, but the custom colors are very rare because they're special ordered. Whoever bought the guitar spec'd it out that way. And since they spec'd it out that way, mine also has a Bixby vibrato on it, which I hardly any of them do. Not only that, I've got the humbucking. I've got I've got um, I've got the, the Gibson uh, burst buckers, uh, the humbuckers. A lot of the black ES-175s have the P-94s in them, you know, the single coils. Um, not only that, take it to the next level, I have the tortoise pit guard. Most of the black ones have a black pit guard. So whoever ordered my guitar, they, they spent a lot of money on top of the original purchase to get what they wanted. They wanted the Bigsby, they wanted black, they wanted the tortoise pit guard, and um, they wanted the humbuckers. Mm -hmm. And I can't find another one just like mine. I can find clothes. Like, I can find one that's natural with the humbuckers, but no Bigsby. I can find one with the Bigsby with single coils, you know, but, no, but not black, you know. Um, so my point in all this is 
that Reverb does a good job of doing the best they can about keeping track of the prices of your gear and stuff. And they do that through the website. You enter it in like a database, you know, and I've been doing that. I've got 19 of my instruments in the database and, um, and that's not all of them. And some of them have really gone up my 79 Stratocaster. Uh, I paid two grand for it. Um, it's it's worth in its condition three four thousand dollars now, and inflation is making that go up even higher. Um, my Rickenbackers, um, the 650D, the guitar, not the bass, the Dakota. Um, it's 2009. I bought it, um, basically new old stock from a music store going out of business. Um, I paid two grand for it and I actually loaned money on it, speaking of loans. And I did that on purpose, um, because I needed to build my credit. I was trying to buy a house at the time and I had the down payment. I just didn't have the credit. So, um, I said, okay, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone here. I'm going to, I'm going to take this, um, I'm going to take this secure credit loan for two grand. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this guitar, pay that off, get my two grand back, and um, that's what I did. So I finangled that. Basically, I have fifteen dollars in interest in that guitar. The way I finangled everything, um, but it was just basically to build my credit. But my mom, she was like, "Damn!" I said, "I said, yeah, I've always been keen on investment." You know, if, if if you take the Jay Leno approach, buy what you like. You know, I don't like art, but I like guitars, and it's the same deal, you know. So my mom's kind of like, you know, well, that's cool now. You know, she kind of <laughs> understands a little more. My dad was the one that actually told me to start investing in guitars because I asked him a question. I was like, I was like, Dad, how, you know, I said, I got a lot of money in savings right now. I'm, I'm saving up for our house. I said, but I'm not getting paid very much in interest. And I said, inflation is killing me. You know, and this was years ago before Biden even got in office. And he's like, why don't you collect guitars? You you like guitars? Um, it's something you want to do. And, you know, it'd be like, it'd be an asset for you instead of, you know, just throwing money away. They don't, they don't depreciate, they appreciate. And I was like, you know what? You got a good point. And I started doing a lot of research and learning about guitars and collecting them and stuff. And and every now and then I will be a consultant for some people um, in the Tuscaloosa community um, for my knowledge, basically. So Now, I like guitars as well. I just, I have a guitar. I, I cannot pronounce the name of it, so don't ask. But it's a it's acoustic electric, so it's the best of both worlds. I paid four hundred dollars for it at a local music shop. Yeah, it's my first guitar, and um, I don't know how much it's worth now. I haven't even bothered to ever bothered to to, to look into it. But I, I've always liked guitars. I like the 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 aesthetic of looking. I mean, I mean, I can play one, but I know enough to know that you know what what stuff is you know of course you and i've been friends for a number of years so i can go to you and ask you questions um 
if need be. But I've always wanted, being as that I'm an artist and I like to draw and paint stuff, I've always wanted to paint a guitar just to just to see what it's like to. What was that movie that you didn't that you wish you didn't watch? The Matrix Resurrections. Was that the newest one? Yes. Um, but why? Gonna, why didn't you want to watch that? Um, I'll get to that in a second. But to finish okay. my thought, um, well, I was trying to get you to finish that thought. But go ahead. And yeah, finish this new I, thought. I'll finish this thought first. But <laughs> I, I just, I just, um, I, I just really, I've always wanted to paint, and I have two art sets. But where I live, the the powers that be, we'll just call mm. them that, have decided like. Don't make a mess. Do this. I'm like, if you're an artist, you kind you of enjoy messes. making a mess. It's it's part of what you do. I mean, I grew up watching Bob Ross, and I always wanted to learn how to paint like that dude. Yeah, that dude could paint some shizzle. I, I'm not much into landscapes, but he made you want to paint stuff. My only problem with the dude after watching so many of his shows, like it would just be awesome, you know, when he get when he, you think he's done with the painting, no, he has to put a huge ass tree. <laughs> this tree lives here. Just put a little tree right here in front of everything. And and I get why why he does that because it pushes basically you anybody who draws or wants to draw or paint or anything like that. You, um, what you do is you start from the back and work your way forward. Mm-hmm. The more stuff you put in into a drawing or painting, the more it pushes the background back In, into the back, yeah, and and it makes it it creates distance in your in your work. Um, and perspective also, is what perspective, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's what I learned from all this. I mean, the dude could paint a mountain like nobody's business. He showed, but then, but then he would get he would go tree happy. Tree, this <laughs> said tree happy. <laughs> and, he would go tree happy. And he would like, oh, this, this is this is a beautiful painting. And then all of a sudden, he put this huge trunk. Like this dude said, tree happy. I mean, oh my and, god. And, 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 by the end time he was done with it, you were like, oh, that was awesome. But the trees, man, you got to stop putting the trees. I can't believe you said tree happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that dude said tree happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, so the Matrix. Yes. Um, I just, I have not, had not seen the newest Matrix movie. And I'm a big fan of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. as a lot of people are. Um, I, I would I would consider myself among them. Uh, and I decided I hadn't gotten I didn't get to see it when it came out in theaters or or came out you know because they want you to pay like thirty dollars to watch it when it, when it first comes out and I'm like I'm not no. <laughs> um, I don't think it went to theaters when it first came out, did it? Because of COVID, it, barely. It may have uh, done it like a handful, because this is okay. during COVID and all this kind right, of stuff. Right, right, yeah. 
Um, it is severely disappointing. <laughs> um, hardly any of the original cast members are in it. Um, it feels like they recycled the original and just changed a bunch of stuff around. Um, it's just, just, it's not a good, it's not a good movie. I don't understand why I got, I I kind of feel like I could have told you that. I don't understand why is because I, I, a lot of people were like, okay, why are they making this? And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna give this thing the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I mean, I guess from a story standpoint, it's kind of interesting, but for the most part, it's it's just just not. It, it's it's like very self aware of like there are a lot of jokes and, and puns. Oh, they did. It. They started putting jokes in it. Well, not not jokes, but 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 you know, just there's a lot of callbacks to certain. Like it, it's very st- it's very self aware. Like uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen the. Well, movie, you're not but, spoiling it for me. I have no plans to watch it. But so. basically, um, they mention Warner Brothers, who was the original distributor for the Matrix. They mention all the different technologies that went in that the Matrix kind of pioneered. Um. And and they, you know, kind of turn a lot of things that made the Matrix cool on its head, and not on not in a good way. Um, okay, it's it's just and the I mean, Keanu Reeves reprises his role in this. Carry on, carry on, and Moss reprises her role, but that's it. Everybody else is like, there's no Lawrence Fishburne. There's no. Well, I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it, but she looks awful. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not a, I mean, if you're a fan of The Matrix, I would be severely disappointed. I would really be. Well, you are a fan of Matrix, and you are severely disappointed. I mean, I, I, I mean, I only one of the Wachowskis was involved in this, not both of them. Um, so maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Probably because one of them's really confused. So well, we're both confused. If <laughs> <laughs> you really, oh, this dude right here with the comedy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I can't recommend. I cannot recommend the Matrix Resurrections. Um, I haven't watched some of the other films. I have some older films on my list, like Easy Rider, um, a film I have never seen. Um, Sacrilege. You it, seen. It, it's just, well, I mean, I, they're just things that come. It's funny how things come to you when they come to you. They don't, you don't always get things when they first, I mean, I was, I don't think I was even born yet when Easy Rider came out. So no, no, you weren't. Neither was so, I. Um, you know, I mean, I've heard, and I and I will branch out every once in a while. I will, because I'll get sick of the new films. Because you have to really dig for new to for new good films. 
the stuff that they put out in theaters is just half the time is. Oh, you mean it sucks? Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, it's it's at this point, I feel like we're being a certain certain type of movie is being rammed down our throats. Of course it is. And and I don't I mean, I'm I'm fine that these movies exist, but I don't feel compelled to run right out and watch the thing. I had my my fill of the superhero movies. Um, oh, you're done with them too. If, if I see, if I see, if I see one like every couple of years, I'm good. Like I don't need to see one every every year. I really don't. I mean, Disney is running Marvel and and Star Wars into the freaking ground. <laughs> they basically ruined Star Wars. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that either. Um. Because it just, because I was, I was, I will consistently give them, you know, George Lucas the benefit of the doubt, but he screwed up. He saw. He, kn- he knows he did. He knows. He did. I mean, <laughs> he tried so, to yeah. tell him he did, but he didn't listen. So what can you mm-hmm. do? But uh, my movie watching. Um, First of all, since I was so sketchy last episode on the details of Blade Runner, I went and watched the original theatrical release again. I'm blown away every time I watch that movie. It was very, very... It's just... I learned a lot about this movie the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So when I, And the reason I wanted to refresh... Mainly is so I can watch the sequel that I didn't know existed until fairly recently, which is Blade Runner 2049. And as many of you probably guessed, if you're a frequent listener of the show, uh, I'm not a fan of sequels, to say the least, um, for the most part. Um I think is m- most sequels are designed to run the story into the ground for a dollar, and it it doesn't. It it's not for the story's benefit. It's for you know how much can we milk out of this kind of situation, and uh, it bothers me to say the least. Um, having said that, I watched Blade Runner. Um, 2049 after I have watched the original again and uh, that movie blew me away Uh, very very good movie very good movie Um, parts in it was very uncomfortable which I appreciated movie supposed to be movie asks you it's an ethical movie it asks you it presents you with very difficult ethical questions and uh, uh you, you know just very really just sets what you think you know about the movie it sets it on its head as you would say um it's just very it surprised me harrison ford 
revisits his role in a different way, of course. Um, but fitting. And you learn a lot about the original story, and I don't know if Ridley Scott meant this story to go the way that they presented it. Um, but the story goes in a way which really just stops and makes you go, wow. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you just really, like I said, it's a question of ethics. And um, once you realize that, you start answering these questions of ethics. You think you're comfortable with where you're at in the story as far as, you know, um, you know, well, you know, this side's correct or this side's correct. I found myself completely flipping the coin on who I was supporting through the movie, you know, and uh, where my sympathies lie, you know, which a good movie should do that. It should turn your beliefs uh, in on themselves. I highly recommend it, but you have to know the original story. You you can't just jump into the second one and everything makes sense because it it won't. Had I not rewatched it, a lot of details that I forgot about um, probably would have threw me off. I wouldn't have had a a good experience, I think. So I know it sounds cliche at this point, but yeah, you do have to see the original for it to make sense. In my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always good, especially if it's been a long time since you've seen a, seen a sequel. In this case, it was about 30 years since I've seen the original. So, I felt the same way about uh, about Top Gun, um, which I always wondered if they were ever going to make a sequel to that movie and how long it was going to take. Because in the back of my mind, I was like, I was, I was well, like, they did, they did, yeah, make a yeah. and. Every time I watch that movie, I always used to think, well, what would happen if they did a sequel? What would this look like? And, um, of course, they did. And for once, the the music is not the centerpiece. It's not one big, giant... Um, Berlin concert. You know, music video or anything. It, it you know... Well, that's what the 80s did. I mean, Miami Vice was nothing but music video. <laughs> pretty pretty much. I mean, but... Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know what I mean? It goes... I mean, Top Gun, I won't spoil it for anybody, but Top Gun Maverick goes where you th- expect it to go. And... Is that a good thing? Yeah, it is. It It, it is very... It's one of Tom Cruise's <laughs> best films you know, that I've seen in years. Um... Are we talking about the Cruise Meister? Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm Tom Cruise as as far as an actor. I, I really enjoy his work. As you know, as a person, I think he's a little crazy. He's but, way crazy. But I mean, uh, I feel the same way about John Travolta. But uh, yeah, well, he's part of that whole. Yeah, well, I've, we could, we could spend hours talking about science. We could. We, that is, we that, could. Is, that is a rabbit hole that. I don't wish any. I mean, I've seen doc, several documentaries on, on Scientology, and it, it's it's. I'd rather just leave it alone. It's scary. It, um, it's, it's bothersome. It is. But uh, Top Gun, like I said, Maverick. Top Gun Maverick goes where you expect it to go. He really wanted Tom Cruise. Really wanted Val Kilmer to be in the film, and he's in the film. 
Um, not as much as he, they probably want him to, wanted him to be, but um, despite the fact that Val Kilmer can no longer speak, the dude can act. He can still... Well, wait a minute. What happened to Val Kilmer? He um, developed... Uh, I think it was throat cancer. Oh, no. And, um, you know, uh, was was actually doing a there, there's a there's a, a documentary called Val that's on uh, Amazon. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth seeing his dad. His uh, son narrates the film and it's basically nothing but all about it. You know, Val's career, and it's got a lot of home movies in it and stuff. Apparently, he was very, um, he liked to make film, make, you know, home movies and stuff. He liked to, uh, he was a collector of sorts. Um, but he was also notoriously difficult to work with. Because um, he was very, meth- he's a very method actor. Um which I think a lot of them are, you know, if you're a method actor, you generally are considered difficult to work with um, in a lot of respects. But uh, he he was doing a one-man play about Mark Twain, and he d- discovered that he couldn't, he couldn't talk. So, and they found out it was throat cancer, and he, uh, this, to this uh, day has trouble. And what they did was for Top Gun, they went back and looked at a lot of, a lot of file footage and were able to digitally reconstruct his voice. They deep faked him basically. So that he could, so that he could uh, be in the film and his son I think does some of the dialogue. He's not in very many scenes, but what scenes he's in are very powerful and very like, wow. Um, It's, it's very worth seeing just, just for these few scenes that he's in. I mean, the film itself is good, very good, but the, uh, but those particular, these particular scenes between, in between, particular between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer are very good. Um, like I said, it's one of the best films that I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'm glad they delayed it. I was kind of disappointed that they did delay it for as long as they did because of the pandemic and all this other mess. But Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's well worth... It's well worth going to the theater and watching, really. Um it's just one of those kind of movies um which we haven't had a lot of a lot of films i don't think that people would feel you know i want to go to the movies and go to the theater again and see this you know this is one of those films to me uh, so if, if you are interested in that sort of thing i you know highly recommend you check it out oh, okay it's worth it it is, huh? Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, man. 
Well, uh, little did I know that, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel, I hadn't planned on seeing that movie, but now I'm kind of like, well, maybe, maybe I want to see it. I don't know. I just don't like Tom Cruise. I know you and I feel differently about that, which is fine, but um, it's just hard for me to separate. I mean, the more the more heartbreaking of, of terms of films for me is now that Daniel Craig is no longer playing James Bond. How yeah. what yeah. what how do you top that? I mean, other than Sean, other than Sean Connery, he's probably the best Bond they've had in years. Well, I was going to say, how do you how do you top Sean Connery? I mean. I mean, uh, I'm I'm really worried because Amazon bought MGM, who owns the rights to franchise, but so they own all the Bond films now. There you go. And it's 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 I'm like, oh no 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 no. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> and Bond Bond, I don't know what it is. I own all the films, but if that if a movie comes on, because they do. They do it every year. They have on Thanksgiving. They have a Bond marathon. I don't forget which channel it is, but it doesn't matter if I own the films or not. If it's on TV, I'll sit there and watch it. I don't know what it is. I don't either. <laughs> I have no clue. But then again, you know, there are certain films like that. You know, like uh, a Christmas Story on Christmas. It's just that's just tradition. Though. Part of it. I mean. And then, of course, there's the the debate. You know, Die Hard is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Yes, it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yes, it is a yes, it is a Christmas movie. The whole the whole movie centers around a Christmas party. There's Christmas music in there. Uh, I mean, yes, it's a Christmas movie. The other the sequels debatable. But, but, uh, yeah, I don't even know how that's a debate. (laughs) People, people love to debate it every year. I I don't understand, but I am a firm believer. It is not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the building. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) I can relate to that. Hans Gruber will fall off that building. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not a pleasant fall either, man. No. And I, I, I remember I watched that with my dad. My action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my dad's thing, man. And uh, so if I ever want to sit with my dad, just introduce him to a good action movie. Like one of my finest moments is presenting Shooter to him. Oh yes. Uh, uh, he wrote, directed, produced. He'll watch it to this day. Yeah, I still haven't read the original <laughs> book it's based off of. I want to. Because um, I like to read the books. Generally before I see the movie, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah, yeah. Which I have to say, if you're a Tom Clancy fan, if you ever figure, if you ever read them in chronological order... <laughs> The Jack Ryan universe makes a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> well, he wrote them in chronological order, so. No, actually, he didn't. He didn't? No. Well, how else are you going to write a book if it ain't in chronological order? He wrote, well, he 
the first book he published is in was Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. But if you look, if you want to do it in chronological order, you start with um, re- Without Remorse. Oh, you talking about like the prequels and the sequels and like yeah, like order it, order of events. Order of events, it? yeah, like okay. Basically, it starts with John Clark, and then by the second book, which I think is a hunt, either Patriot Games or Hunt for Red October. I think it's Patriot Games. I think it is Patriot Games. And and um, Hunt for Red October is actually the third book. Um, but it's Hunt the first for Red October is one of my favorite movies. It's of one of the time. first movies that got made into a, uh, one of the first books that got made into a film, but it's actually the third book, and people. Um, I've looked all over the place for interviews with Tom Clancy and, and, and different different ones. I mean, I don't understand why he was such a uh, his some of his books required reading in the military academies, which is interesting because he was never in the military. Um, yeah, it's whatever, dude. <laughs> but I mean, it uh, and then I. I've discovered other authors um, through him, like Vince Flynn, um, who Glenn Beck was a good friends with, which I thought was very interesting. Um, the the espionage spy thriller genre is very that's your game right there. Diverse, but I try to branch. I try to uh, to branch out. Like right now, I'm reading a. Uh, just because I'm interested in the subject, I'm I'm reading a book on cryptocurrency. Um, well, be careful. Yeah. Just because I want to know, you know, I want to know how it works and how things, you know, um, you know, function. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I've read. I you know before that I was reading. I read a um, read the book by Ari Fleischer. Which was very good. I always liked Ari. You know, I didn't like President Bush. I always liked Ari Fleischer. Yeah, um, well, now, now we have Sideshow Bob, so. Sideshow Bob, man. I, I don't, man. Man, I, mm. <laughs> man. Look, and I'm just going to say this. First of all, I have... I have insider knowledge of the gay and lesbian community, if you want to call it a community. I mean, I've got friends that are gay and lesbian, and they open up to me about how the world really works, okay? And it's not a bunch of rainbows and shit. There's some really twisted shit that goes on in their community. A lot of it they're not proud of. And a lot of them are the way they are because of shit that they're not proud of, You, you know? And, you know, victims of abuse and all that. And, you know, so as far as that goes, I have a lot of empathy towards those individuals. Okay, so I'm not, I don't have a phobia. I I don't think it's a disease. I I think they're just trying to find their way through life. And that's fine. I I mean, it's not my thing. It's their thing. And it should be their thing. But they're brutally honest with me. Once they warm up to you and they can trust you and stuff, They'll they'll forget about the public image And they'll be 100% real with you And there's a lot of um, Situations where They don't want to be a card 
They don't want to be a token. You know, if they get the job, they want to be the job. Or, or they want it to be because of them, not because, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're a minority pick or they're, they're. They check a box. Right. They don't, they don't feel comfortable with that. Okay. So having said that, Sean-Claude Von Pierre didn't get that position because she was qualified for it. She got that position because she checked a box and it doesn't do her any justice at all because I don't really think she's stupid. I really don't feel like she's incompetent. She's just not good at that job and that's fine. I wouldn't be good at that job. Don't pick me for it because you, you know, I'm a middle-aged white dude. Okay. Don't pick her for it because she is an African-American lesbian. She's not good at the job and it's not her fault. She was put there. She thought it was an opportunity. Um, so, you know, how could she say no to an opportunity? I don't blame her. I blame the stupidity of the people that put her there. That just, oh, she checked the box. She would feel, I don't care what she does in her personal life. She has a cute thing going on with the fucking hair and the, the squeaky voice and everything. I really don't have a problem with her. And she comes across very stupid because she's not good at her job. And that's not her fault. And that's the real problem with the left right now is because they pick Supreme Court justices without any regard to their, their sympathy to fucking pedophiles. You know, the, the lady they picked, um, I, I can't even think of her name. She's a black woman. Okay, they picked her just because she was a black woman. Well, if you look at her record, she's very lenient on pedophiles. And what do we have a serious problem with right now in America? Pedophilia, trafficking, okay? And you picked a woman who is fucking lenient on these people? Okay, I don't care if she's African or woman, or African-American. I don't care if she's a woman. I don't care if she's gay or lesbian. Look at her record, like Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris isn't even African-American, Okay. She doesn't have roots in slavery. So she's not her family's not even from I America. Even, I don't even I don't even care about that. It's like are you good I at your job? I don't either, but don't don't play the card though. Yeah. It's like are you good at your job? Did did anybody even bother to check her record? They obviously didn't because she was a terrible prosecutor. <laughs> well the fact is she kept people in prison longer than they should have been because uh she needed volunteers to help put the fires out in California. And also she put an innocent man to death after refusing to look at the DNA evidence that exonerated him. <coughs> um, that's why I have real problems with. So there's that. But checking yeah. a box isn't, isn't the right thing to do. I mean, you look at a person's qualifications and if it just so happens to be a white person, okay. But, you know, that white person in this day and age, they have to prove themselves just like anybody else because the spotlight's on them, too. You know? Oh, he got picked because he's a white dude, man. You know, prejudiced motherfucker, racist, man. You know? Yeah, he's going to be looked at just like anybody else, man. So... It's a no-win situation, so you might as well try to get the job done instead of just trying to please everybody because you're not. 
You please some of the people some of the time, but none of the people all of the time. Well said. Thank you. It be amazing how people, many people forget that little adage. Well, it, it, that's what the left tries to do. They try to go out. They try to, you know, go around stomping fires, but, you know, they're playing whack-a-mole with people's feelings, man. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody upset. It's like rock music. That's See, that's the thing where I learned it from. The people in rock music. <laughs> okay, you know, you're, you're rock and rollers, man, you know. Um, they're always going to catch shit from somebody. I mean, like, there's people um, that look at Jimi Hendrix as, you know, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, and then there's other people like, yeah, man, he was overrated, he was sloppy, he couldn't sing, you know, I don't know why everybody likes Jimi Hendrix, man. You know, so it, you're going to catch shit either way. So you might as well, you might as well put somebody in that position that can rock the fucking world and get it done because um, you're never going to please people. If you're playing that game, you're going to lose always. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I, 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 music is very subjective as I've said before. It really is. And people, I mean, I, that's why we can't, I, I, it's one thing I don't understand why trends have to be, so prevalent in this in this particular industry because good music gets shoved to the back and the crap rises to the top especially now well there's well as far as music goes there's several reasons for that um i mean you really have to dig deep to find good stuff nowadays you do you you really do um, but you know it's out there. Mm-hmm. I heard someone say once: "There's so much music out there that there's no a person could could you know spend spend a lifetime and not have heard everything that there is to hear." And 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 that's very true. Well, sure it is. Um, but I don't think I th- I don't think a lot of people take. Especially the young generation, they don't take music as seriously as our generation did, um, and even the previous generation. Um, it's like nothing, nothing. Everything is disposable. Nothing is 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 uh, valuable to mm-hmm. anybody anymore, and that's sad. <laughs> um. Doesn't bother me so much. Um, I think it's sad that the electric guitar has gone by the wayside and has been replaced by the you know the DJ mixing board. You know, as hip hop has replaced rock and roll. You know, and that's fine. That's fine. I still know where to find good music, and I still listen to good music. And uh, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I'm going to give a plug to one of my favorite (laughs) online radio stations, uh, which those do still exist. And there's actually a lot of good music that comes out of that. Um, iTunes is not the only place to get good music. (laughs) 
RadioParadise.com. Radio Paradise. Which is where I discovered them decades ago. Several man. years ago. Years ago. And man. and and they just basically they're they used to be in Paradise, California, which is where the name comes from. But they they live somewhere else in California now. And and they basically they are one of you know very few stations that operate twenty four hours a day. They're just people that love music, and you mm-hmm. never know what you're gonna. You know they they play all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've discovered so much. Um, Derek Trucker. I I didn't even know who that was until I heard a song. On you mean radio. Derek Derek Trucks? No, Derek Trucker. The Derek Trucker Band. Um, okay. And um, sure, it's not Derek Trucks. Correct. Um, a lot of good music. Uh, uh, just trying to think of his name. Plays with uh, oh John Hyatt. John Hyatt. I, I I'm not a big country fan, but and he's not exactly country, but uh, love his music. Um, a lot of um. Uh, just really unique stuff. Um, rediscovered Suzanne Vega that way. Okay. Um, Nico Case, Amy Mann, Amy Lou Harris, which I'm not a huge country, like I said, I'm not a huge country fan, but she's very um, alternative country or traditional country, as they as they would call it. Um, but she also does, you know, stuff that's not country. Plays a lot with Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits fame. Which is, you know, just really cool. There, there's just all kinds of stuff out there that people don't give a chance um, because it's not main. It's not on the radio anymore, and nobody listens to the radio. That's what gets me. And then, then, then they, uh, well, it's not on the radio. It's not. It's not. They give more. You know, attention to somebody on The Voice, <laughs> mm-hmm. who somebody who's been slaving away for years and gets their five minutes of fame, and they're they're, you know, on the iTunes charts for as long as The Voice is on air, and then everybody forgets about them. So, what does that accomplish? Are you sure it's Derek Trucker? Yes. Long hair, blonde, ponytail, beard, plays an SG. Mm-hmm. That's Derek Trucks, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Trucker. It's <laughs> Trucks. Derek Trucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good music anyway. Put it that way. It is. It's, I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, but yeah. I just had to double check there because. But it, but it, but it just it, you know. Bothers me to no end. Mains, you know, oh, who did who did Blake Shelton pick for his team this week? Who gives a crap? Well, you do. I mean, you? they 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 might have you know decent uh, decent singers on there every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I don't know anybody who does rock it. I've yet to see anybody who who gets on there and does heavy metal. Have you? Yet- to see anybody who gets on there and does traditional rock and roll. 
Oh, you're not going to see none of that. Dude. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I ain't yeah, seen anybody I, doing traditional yeah, rock. Where, where's, 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 heavy where, metal, man. where's the America's Got Talent for heavy metal people? <laughs> or the, the American Idol. Metal fans wouldn't go for that, man. No, they wouldn't, but it's still. I'm just, I just. Why hasn't it been tried? Mm-hmm. Pardon the ice chewing. I'm a little, uh, a little warm tonight. As a, uh, well, the the winter has set in, so it gets it gets to be like sixty degrees outside. My mom thinks you need to turn on the fireplace. So. Yeah, that's kind of the way it is here. I couldn't sleep last night. It was so hot. Started to open up a window, man. But, you know. Dude! Welcome to living in the South. (laughs) Well, yeah, Alabama especially, man. Um, 80 degrees in the daytime. 50 degrees at night. You never know when it's going to rain. It might rain in the morning. It'll be sunshine in the afternoon. Or be or be sun shining while it's raining. Yeah, that too. That's my that's my favorite. You like, I give how... up, man. <laughs> you walk God, outside, you're like, God's tripping on fucking mushrooms today. I'm going in. <laughs> I can't do nothing. <laughs> he calms down from his trip, then I I'll, I'll make plans for the day. Let him have his funny moment. See, what would happen if I had thunderstorm, sunshine, sunshine, snow? Oh, look at the humans. They can't figure it out. That's why every year somebody posts on Facebook, the, the, the guy in the lab coat on his knees, will somebody please look outside and tell me what season it is? <laughs> That's Alabama year-round, man. <laughs> Except summertime. Summertime, hot. Don't even... James Spade don't even try. Well, another another Alabama summer day today. Uh, back to you, Jane. <laughs> Give me a five-day. Yeah, okay, five-day. Hot, hot, fucking hot. Hot, <laughs> hot, very hot. Yeah. Devil, a- devil went back to hell hot. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Uh, oh, you're you're fine, Gio. You're fine. Um, I wish I had a cough, but I really do. <laughs> Man, pay us some donations so this please thing you get a pot a cough button. If I can't hear him talking about a cough button. Somebody must be in his ear about his coughing, man, because he needs a cough button. <sighs> This poor man, help him out, man. I've been Donate. putting up with you for 30 years. Poor man is right. <laughs> hey, hey, if it helps get you a donation, I'll be in on that, too. Say, so, hey, man, he's got to tolerate me. 
So help the man out. Donate to the show. There's a QR code in the Facebook page that will help get you started. Whatever. Five dollars, dollar, whatever. Whatever. We're not asking for much. We just need we need you to show the love. That's all. Show the love. Hey, you like what you hear? Hey, put it in the jar. That's all I'm saying. You know? Yeah. If you if you don't, pay us to shut up, man. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to eat me some good food every once in a while. So please give me some money. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to say just kidding, dude. You just left it. Well, I mean, you know. Say, so, hey, man, that didn't show. We need it really bad. I'm just kidding. Shit. Man, you started the conversation today, tonight, before we got onto the show. Man, I just, I still feel like wringing your neck, man, but I can't even talk about it. Just want to strangle your ass. <laughs> ah, God. You're not, you're not gonna give up till you spill the beans. So I'm not spilling no beans. No. Okay. Well, important? then it's, shut up. It's, it's just I can't help thinking about it, man. Um, really not feeling like you know the listenership is even. You know, it's like our listenership is just. Man, y'all need to just don't just listen to the show. Shit, never mind. Donate. Just listen. Pass it around, man. I'm getting tired of looking at our numbers, saying. Hmm. There for a while we were doing pretty good and then I had to go for months and I'm sorry. I tried to put content up in my place, but you know, if I'm it was I had personal things. I had to go. Um we didn't really have an opportunity to pre record anything. It wouldn't have been that interesting anyway. I had some leftover material from our early days. It would have helped y'all had you listened to it, get to know us a little better. Um I just tailed off after that, man. And uh, I don't know what else to say about it, really. I mean, things happen, man. You know? Yeah, man. I mean. And in fact, the reason I left was because my grandmother was in a car accident. She was 90. She's 91 years old. And uh, she had a severe brain injury. It took her a really long time to recover. Only for the hospital to mess up her anti-seizure medication and threw her in a downward spiral. And now she's under the care of hospice. And uh, we expect her to pass any moment now. And uh, I had that month that I spent with her up there in Pennsylvania. And I'm glad for that because, you know, I, don't, I, I live in Alabama. My grandmother lives in Pennsylvania. I didn't grow up with her in my life that much. And I'm glad I spent that time with her. Nearly 24 hours a day I, I spent with my grandmother. And um, it's it, it sad because she was making really good progress. She was getting around better. She was speaking better. Um, and then the hospital just messes her up like that. And it was just very, just, just awful. Act like they didn't really care. She's ninety-one years old, man. You, you know. But that that have I think that has a lot to do with uh, 
with the pandemic, I mean, I've noticed severe changes. I mean, not just societal changes. I'm just talking about people in general. Um, they something has happened. Some some switch got flipped. I see it every day at my job. I mean, people just don't. They don't pay attention. They don't care. They they don't. It's like nothing matters to anybody anymore. You know, we care about somebody's um, what you call somebody more than than we care about you know taking care of our fellow human beings. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and. <laughs> closest we ever came to armageddon even though it was manufactured in synthetic um and you know people went into armageddon mode you know well they're still trying to push push that button which uh who's buying this crap by the way this um biden getting on television and telling everybody oh he he could use nuclear weapons and it would be bad and 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 well, the thing about it is he will, and Biden wants it to happen. He's he, he's pushing, he keeps pushing it instead of doing the right thing. And you know what? Well, all he had to do was open his mouth, and then all this, and then the media got a hold of it, and the media has been pushing it ever since. So if there's not, if there is ever a reason not to listen to the mainstream media, that would be it. <laughs> well. There's more than one reason, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you needed it, if you really needed it. Yeah, that's a, a good reason. one, though. Yeah, if you're still not, you know, convinced. Um, I think it's funny that uh, Jim Acosta got fired from CNN. <laughs> CNN has gone down, been going downhill for the last, I don't know how many years. So... Well, they got to do something because they are going downhill, as you say. Don Lemon, the best thing they did to Don Lemon was they moved him to a morning spot. They didn't fire him. They moved him to a morning spot. Messed him all up. He's so mad about it. He's crying. That's all he does is cry. You know what, man? I don't care if you're homosexual or not, man. When your balls going to drop, huh? <laughs> um, when 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 your balls going to drop, Don? Just answer well, the question. Uh, they were talking. They were talking today. The big topic today was oil and how much of a complete, um, for lack of a better term, clusterfuck. Okay. <laughs> Biden has turned our energy situation. I mean, All right, now, now you, so. you made a discovery within the last several months and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about the importance of oil. Mm-hmm. It's not just gasoline. Correct. It, it permeates through so many facets of our life that to get off of oil uh, would destroy several key industries right a lot of industries and we have no backup for okay you could say well we got electric for the cars man you know but you know there's there's a lot of like plastic industry uh we we have no we have no um alternative to plastic right now 
And the plastic we do have, it does biodegrade. I've seen shopping, you know, plastic shopping bags, you know, the thin ones. I've seen them decompose in the sunlight, no problem. They they turn to, to powder um, if they're left out in the sunlight for too long. So not all plastic is bad. Most of it's pretty good, actually. It's but, just um, we have this... We have this thing where plastic's bad and fine. Oil is bad. Fossil fuels are bad. Did you see that story about a bunch of kids who went to the supermarket and and, and just grabbed a bunch of milk and started pouring it out? (laughs) I've seen stuff similar to that, but I don't know if I got that specific story. I mean, just... This is what happens to your kids when they don't get exposed to so, exposed to social situations. Okay. What's their problem with milk? Because, I mean, it's cows, man. You know cows what? Okay, okay. All right. Let me tell y'all something. Okay. In Pennsylvania, where I was, where I was born, and I moved here when I was nine, but I come on my mom's side, I come from a long line of farmers. Okay. And those farmers in Pennsylvania are primarily dairy farmers, okay? In other words, they um, they produce milk, okay? Those farmers treat those cows very, very well. They treat, they talk to the cows, they name the cows, they spend time with the cows. They're not just a product to these farmers. Those cows are treated like gold, and they learned a long time ago in the in the hills and valleys of Pennsylvania raising these dairy cows that the better you treat the cow, the better the milk she'll produce. So they they some farmers I've even heard of play music to the cows. Um, you know they, these cows are spoiled rotten, man. They're not mistreated by any stretch of imagination. This is the farmer's livelihood. He's not going to treat his cows terribly. He's going to treat them very good. Well, they're not worried. The thing, the thing about it is they're not worried about the animals. They're, they're like, oh, no, they're contributing to the destruction of. Oh, you're talking about cow farts. Yeah, basically. I mean, really, people? Man, man come on, man. Come on, people. <laughs> come on. First of all, I can't stress this enough. We have to have carbon dioxide on this planet. We'll die without it. Okay? <clears throat> we need carbon dioxide uh, on this planet. And we need a lot of it. Because the more carbon dioxide we have, the more plants can flourish. Pl- plants soak it all up and release oxygen. It's just the thing. This thing doesn't... They say carbon, okay? Yeah, They're not talking about carbon. They're talking about carbon dioxide. Somebody okay? didn't pay attention very well during... Uh, no. And I don't understand when it became bad because when I was growing up, we were told that, you know, um, that we, we needed... It was a symbiotic relationship between animals and plants that, you know, we breathe out carbon dioxide and the plants breathe it in. And... um uh, plants breathing in and produce oxygen, and uh, it it's very um, useful. And I've never understood for the life of me 
if plants absorb the carbon dioxide uh, and they spit out oxygen, um, why do we want to stop producing carbon dioxide? Uh, if the plants suffocate, we suffocate. So does yeah. the ecosystems that they're so that they're so hell bent on protecting. So does the animals that they're so hell bent on protecting. <laughs> I mean, I can can anybody see that the what they're actually trying to do is destroy the planet, not save it? Exactly, it's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. Ah, oh, man, and people are, and you get into these political discussions with people, and they're so stuck on their side that they can't hear you. It's like, look, man, I didn't do so well in school, but you know, I read my science book, I read the dictionary, I read my English book. I mean, you know, my teacher was very frustrated with me because I was very smart, but, you, you know, I didn't do do what I was supposed to do. And, um, but I did learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this shit keeps you alive. Oh, okay. Note to self. Carbon dioxide, important. Um, you know, why would they lie to me? They're lying then or they're lying now, and I believe they're lying now. You know? Cause that's something to gain now. It's a monetary thing now. You know, it's not. Uh, it's not a simple matter of science. It's a matter of science has become profitable. So my eye doctor, my very own eye doctor, and I talked to her. She asked me. She, you know, I, I suffer from a very rare muscle disorder, which is kind of related to to your situation in a way, because they're both muscular disorders. Um, it's called nystagmus. And I asked her just flat out, I said, look, you know, why, you know, why is it, I, cause I've done a lot of research. I knew more about it than she did. Apparently she's like, well, I haven't heard anything about the stem cell stuff, you know? And I was like, yeah, I said, you know, it's out there, but it's not really, you know, it's not really being pushed or, you know, introduced, you know, nobody's offered, you know, uh, to, I mean, I would, consider a trial experiment you know um and she's like well you know i have to be honest with you she's like your condition is so rare that it's not really profitable for them to cure it you, you know they they'd rather cure a profitable they would rather cure a more common disease or disorder that they can make a lot of money on and yours is so rare they never be able to profit from it. it's just a philith a phil philanthropic endeavor at that point and you know as far as all the research dollars and stuff goes they just don't feel like it's a payoff that's so my eye all, doctor telling me this so all comes down to money i'm just, sure so okay. if it, if it's in the optometry profession i can only feel like it's in every part of healthcare, every part of science it's all about the money at this point. I mean, I read, I read a lot of articles or, or, you know, things you should get rid of. If, if it's things you should do right now that, uh, you know, if you have a thousand dollars or whatever, or so much money in your bank account. Yes, sir. And one of the consistent ones is get rid of car insurance. <laughs> what if you kill somebody? Well, Okay. That I never could figure, but 
I started thinking about that. I'm like, okay, well, now keep in mind, I can't drive. So insurance doesn't mean a whole, as far as cars are concerned, don't really mean a whole lot to me. But yeah, I, I kind of like, okay, what if you hit somebody and you're you're going to be out the, you know, have to pay through the nose because you don't have insurance. Because sure, they're going to think it's your fault, even if it's not your uh, fault. Okay, and another thing, and another thing. Um, most states require car insurance by law. So mm-hmm. how do you get around that little? Exactly. That's dumb advice, right? What are you listening to, man? Well, no, it's just <laughs> articles that like things you should. It's it, these. I see it occasionally. It's these articles about uh, things you should do with like a th- if you have a thousand dollars in your bank account, or or yeah, and most of it is nonsensical advice. Like you right. might have if you might have one thing in there that makes sense. The rest of it is like, um, just just absolute nonsense. Right. But like um. But insurance in general, particularly the health insurance game, um, is is really hit or miss. I mean, we try, we have tried to fix health care for so many years, and I think Donald Trump was probably the closest one that's gotten to it, or tried to. Um, Nobody wants to give him credit on that. But eh? but I mean, the the now the insurance companies are probably making more money than they ever have. Sure they're, they are. they're a billion billion dollar industry, multi billion dollar industry. Sure they are. I mean, they decide whether people live or die. Yes, they literally. do. Literally. <laughs> and, and I, I have G- going, Geo. This is no secret, man. I mean, I, I have gone down so many rabbit holes over the last couple of months, just just um about popular, and I don't want to do the whole conspiracy theory thing but if you if you ever do some research about population control and then think about what's going on in this in our world right now and see if you can't draw some, par- some parallels i guarantee you you will okay well i think i'm on that same path um so i really it's like I told. What was we talking about? Oh yeah, some wealthy people just out of the benefit of their heart just want to pick a random person and help them, you, you know. And uh, without going into too much detail, you and I were talking about that, and you're like, I just don't understand why some people do that. And I said, I don't either. But it's funny because when you get to a certain level of wealth and power, money doesn't do you any good anymore. So you either want to play god and destroy humans or help them you you know and i think a lot of people in power right now are on that let's destroy humans kind of thing because it it empowers them money doesn't do them any good they buy whatever they want that thrill's gone you know like imagine if you and i won the lottery or came into life-changing amount of wealth Okay, we'd go on a shopping spree. We'd we'd get settled. We'd be reasonable about it, I think. But well, you we like, would have fun likes, with it. Everybody likes to think that they would be reasonable reasonable about it. But if you it actually happens to you, it's a different story. Well, I think I would be because I'm I'm you know I've been 
I've contemplated it and I've seen other people make mistakes and, um, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people, but having said that, what do you do when it's over? You got everything you want. You got your house, you got your sailboat in my case, uh, you paid off all your parents' debts. I know that's what I would do. Um, you done everything. Money's done everything you needed to do. What's left after that? Well, yeah, there are people that that when I've heard stories, several stories, many there for every good story about the lotteries, you can find lots of stories about how it's basically destroyed people's lives. It's destroyed more people than you have to learn how to be rich. Okay, when I talk to people about this, I've got wealth in my family. I mean, you know, and it's subtle wealth. It's not like grandiose wealth. Um. But you have to learn how to be rich. You can't just be rich. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the weirdest thing that most of us will never understand. But you have to learn how to handle money. That's psychologically. I mean, you know, um, not only fiscally, but from a psychological standpoint. You like you ever seen the movie Brewster's Millions? Yes, that is one of my all-time favorite movies about this subject because he had more money than he knew what to do with, and he had to spend it. He had to, and the lesson of that movie was spend all this money, get sick of money, hate money. Okay, be stupid with this money, and at the end, when you get the real money. You would have learned how to be wealthy. You would have learned, you know, what it takes to be, uh, to handle this amount of money, you know. And the fact that he couldn't tell anybody about it, you know, and all that, um, that was part of it. And that was his uncle training. It was comedy and it was hilarious as hell. But the seriousness, from a logical standpoint, it made perfect sense. His uncle was preparing him mentally to be rich, and he didn't just want him to be poor, poor rich. You know, there's a lot of poor people that come into a little bit of money and they just blow it, like they get a a lawsuit settlement or something, and boom, it's gone. You know, but but Brewster's uncle in the movie, it's a Richard Pryor movie. You should watch it. I'm giving a lot of it away, but it's really not. It's not taken away from watching the movie. Really, I mean, you still. There's no surprise ending or anything. Just just watch the movie. But um, if his uncle prepared him in an eccentric way to handle his wealth. And um, if he succeeds, he gets rewarded. If he doesn't succeed, well, he had the fun, at least, of going through all this money. You know. It's a very interesting movie, especially for this day and age to look back on. And it's an 80s movie, so you have a lot of the, you know, the New York type shit going on, you know. 80s New York, you know, that whole scene. Yeah, it's. I'll have to add that. I haven't watched the movie in a long... That's another movie I haven't watched in a long time. Darn. It's worth <laughs> revisiting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a definitely... I watched it when I was a little kid and it taught me how to be grounded with money. I've always been grounded with money because my point of view is like, like we were talking about, 
you know, you, you said um, that me and this other individual, you know, is one are the two people you know that are just very driven people, you know. And me, I told you that my drive comes from the fact that I was deprived as a child. I grew up poor, you know, and not until I was older in my teenage years did my dad um, actually start um, jumping out of that. You know, things things got better the older we got, you know. And um, but when I was really young, it was a struggle, you know, and that struggle does things to people. You know, there are certain people that have no struggle. They, they've had a cushion. They've had somebody hold their hand through their life or um, fortunately, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth or and they never had to worry about money. But there's those of us that um, it's like, hey, you're eating mayonnaise bread. My sister and I joke about mayonnaise bread to this day. We were so sick of eating mayonnaise bread. One day we were sitting in her room, in my sister's room in Pennsylvania. And she just she just stared at this slice of bread with mayonnaise on it. And she's so sick of eating it. She just threw it up in the air and it stuck to the ceiling. And it stayed there for a couple of days. And my mom was in there vacuuming a couple of days later. It had dried out and fell right in front of my mom. And my mom was like, you know, wasting food and everything. You know, it was a big deal. And she was like, it was like, where the hell did this come from? Why didn't you eat this? And we were just like, we're, my sister was like, you know, we're sick of eating it. You know, just eat it day in and day out. Man, we're tired of it. We used to do all kinds of shit to bread, like sugar bread. <laughs> Take a slice of bread, pile of sugar on it, just to just to change, just to make it taste different. Because you know we we were poor, and my drive, you know, even when I worked at Lowe's, were a menial income. You know, and I talk about my guitar collection. I have a guitar collection now because my brother couldn't have one. You know, he he wasn't there yet. He was taken from this world before he could get there. And um, that's that's where my drive comes from. It comes from not having anything, and I want things. I want, I don't want material things. I want things that can affect my life. Like a sailboat will affect my life in a good way. And those around me, hey, um, you four or five people in my life that have been there through thick and thin. You want to go to the Bahamas real quick for a weekend? Well, you don't need a plane ticket. You don't need a cruise ship. Just come on, let's go. Take a couple of days off. We'll sail down there. We'll sail back, man. I mean, it ain't just me that I'm thinking about, man. You know, but it's my primary goal is to have what I'm was used to not having. Yeah, um, a lot of food for thought this episode, and I hope. Uh... Yeah, it got pretty deep, but you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. we want we want people to think about stuff, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, well, um I think it's time to wrap this up because I gotta move. Um You gotta move. You yeah, gotta I, move. I can't physically I can't stress to anyone if you have a job where you're you sit all day, yeah, move. Man. Get up and freaking move. Get up and move, man. So, well, we're cutting it pretty short. Um, 
No, actually, we're pretty pretty close no. to being close to time here. No, it's like an hour forty-seven. We no, do. yeah, we. I've got I, I've got two hours and five minutes. You got two hours and five minutes. I've got one hour forty-seven minutes. Huh. Weird. Mm. That's I got. Uh, yeah. Now, um, we've been on the call for two hours and six minutes, but I didn't start the show until, you know, well, we had a conversation. That's, that's probably why. Okay. Never mind. But we could cut it short. I mean, yeah, I I really, I really hate to do this, but yeah, um, I I physically cannot. He's got to do what he's got to do, man. And this is going to happen from time to time, folks. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to happen. We're, we're just going to have to move the episode to an hour. Um, it should be hard because. Uh, well, I mean, I try to stay up. I try to move. So <laughs> when I do get to this point, especially on these days that, uh, you know, but, but my condition just does not allow me to do it anymore. Well, um, that's that's cool. We'll uh, We'll figure it out. I'll, I might add some little extras or outtakes at the end just to fill up the time a little bit. Not that I have any, but <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, but uh, I hope everybody's enjoyed the show. Um, catch us again next week. Until uh, until next week, uh, I'm Geo, and I'm Bob. Later. <laughs>